in sports entertainment. Pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. Uh, normally I'm not in this position, but uh, Brian's voice is a little shot. He wasn't <laughs> even supposed to be here today. And uh, we are back fresh off of our Nashville SummerSlam Uranus run. Don't know what we mean. You'll find out soon enough. But first, it's what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? So, you know, coming back from a weekend of wrestling stuff, and everybody knows I like to spend money on wrestling stuff, you would think I would be wearing something that I bought at SummerSlam. I would think that. Ah, no. Mean Gene Oakland. Homage t-shirt. They got a lot of sales going on at homage.com. So go get yours today. Kevin, what do you got? Yeah, I bought quite a bit of stuff too. And I'm I'm with you. I'm not wearing anything new from the weekend. It's a new to the show. First time I ever wearing it. Uh, it's those cartoony character ones. Brian, you have British Bulldog. Joe, what do you have? Andre, Andre the Giant. Yep. Do you have one? Andre. Do you have one, Jay, or no? Nah. Yeah. So I bought, I literally bought this like a year ago. And then, <laughs> and then I was going through all the shirts and then, you know, the, the, the plane uh, ride from hell documentary exactly came, out. came out and I was like, Oh, it's not, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. Just kind of felt a little icky on it. Uh, but you know, he's, 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 he's done. He is his last match ever. So I'm wearing the, is the animated Ric Flair nature boy. Woo. Woo. Little woo. Woo. Uh, shirt from WWE shop. It's really soft. It's, it's really cool. And is one peck looks really big. Maybe he had surgery. Maybe. Enhancements. Well, um, you could tell it's not the the uh, the current Nature Boy because he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, true. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah. Brian, what do you got? A guy who uh, had a big night on Monday Night Raw, Champa, my Champa shirt. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, I'm sure you guys will will get into that, but uh, yep. What a what a night for him, and uh, had to show him uh, the the proper love for uh, being the number one contender for the U.S. Championship. And Joe, okay, so I thought we were all going to wear this because we talked about it uh, at <laughs> SummerSlam. I did buy merchandise at the event, and the one shirt that came out when the event was going on was the Edge uh, tarot, tarot card, card shirt. So nice. I'm breaking my rule of not wearing a black shirt, but Ooh. I had to. Well, you're not doing Summer Cena either, so we both... I have an explanation. Well, my Ah. explanation was this was in honor of the SummerSlam purchase. I got two shirts over the weekend, but this one was... Yeah, this one's pretty bad. Has anybody else noticed that Edge looks like PC Principal from South Park now? (laughs) No, No, I think Dan Campbell, (laughs) the Detroit Lions head coach, looks like PC Principal. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so in the... uh, In the honor of a little segment called GTV. Um, we're just going to act like Summer Cena didn't really happen because I just don't feel like going through storage <laughs> and the I just can't. So uh, that's why I moved on. But yeah, so we all got back uh, from Nashville. It was an amazing trip. The vlog is coming soon. But we thought we would just touch on a couple high points for each of us from the event, the weekend, 
and everything that follows. So, Brian, I know you got a jet, so we'll start with you. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm much like uh, like Riddle at SummerSlam, where I'm not I'm not medically cleared to do a whole podcast. I just had right. a surgery. I sound like I'm as stuffy as I've ever been in my life. So uh, I appreciate you guys giving me a, a few quick moments to talk about uh, some of the highlights of the entire weekend, which was phenomenal from start to finish. Um, number one, I am the show beer pong champion. Oh, you I, uh, successfully oh, you defeated Kevin in double overtime. And then yeah. Joe uh, shortly thereafter and, and Jay had uh, hit the, hit the bed before uh, he got to play. So I, I will wear that title proudly. Um, I want to rematch. To consider it done, my friend. Um, downtown Nashville, every, everything everybody said to me uh, about all oh, you love it. And it's this, and that it, it's all true. It's all true. If, if you want a good time, that's the place to be. Uh, there's one you have to be with good people though that also oh, like yeah. to have fun. Yeah, if you've got some Debbie Downers that don't want to drink or oh. are too cunty about country music, <laughs> like you, you need good people. And I think yeah. we had a great crew. So we did, we did. We just yeah, just talking to, to random pockets of, of people who are like near our table. We were at the the rooftop of Tootsie's and loved <laughs> doing that. I loved. That like when the band at Tootsie's would stop playing, that like you'd hear the band across the street clear, right? Like there's always music. I think I counted at one time like nine of those party buses and then pedal bikes at one time. It's just amazing. Um, we did not want, we did two nights of dinner at a gas station. <laughs> that's, oh, okay, that's, so technically three because that's where I ate oh, after no. the Ric Flair event. <laughs> oh my God, you 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 are the champion of the gas of the raceway. I think it was right. Uh, yeah, raceway or speedway. It, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, now we didn't nice. eat like pizza and taquitos and hot dogs. We bought like the prepackaged sandwiches uh, for the most part, except for no, Kevin. I diet pizza each time. Except except for Kevin, Kevin, had, Kevin had to get it no. specially made after no. SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> no. So did expect that, but it all, all worked out just fine. Uh, as far as SummerSlam itself, I mean, first off, it was weird. Cause for me, by the time we got into the arena, I had no voice. So like, right. that was just weird. I was just like facial expression guy. Cause like I couldn't talk. So that was weird. Uh, but my MVP of the night, Logan Paul, Holy cow. What a talent. He, I watched that match back. He, he moves so well and, and credit to Miz too. Cause obviously he, you know, led the show and everything, but the stuff he was doing was so amazing for his like second televised match. And I was so glad because when he comes out, the crowd wasn't feeling it. They're booing him. And I was like, Oh geez. By the end, everybody stood up and cheered. He's, he's so good. So good. So impressed. Um, other quick little things. Uh, that was a pretty lame whiskey flight at the Wild Horse Saloon. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> With a little thimble Dixie cups. What the yes. hell? Yeah. Yeah. Third of the way full. Jeez. I'm not a whiskey guy, but those even looked sad to me. That was so sad. I almost got one after you did. And when I saw them come out, I'm like, oh. nope. <laughs> no. So, yeah, that, that was a low light. But, hey, you live and learn. And, but I did get to meet uh, Peter Rosenberg and Stack Guy Greg from Cheap Heat. That was fun for me. That was my redemption for the, the promo video that Peter cut on me at last year's SummerSlam for not being there, not being a great guy. Little little redemption for that. Pete uh, retweeted my uh, tweet on, on that and, and showed some love for uh, 
for us being at the uh, the A&E premiere that uh, he hosted for uh, Lesnar and Angle rivals. So that was certainly a highlight. Um, yeah, all, all in all, awesome, awesome time. I mean, when you when you lose your voice about, what, halfway into it, I guess yeah. you did something right. So I'll live and learn with that. But uh, great time, guys. Thank you. Uh, for for making it such an awesome awesome fun i can't wait to see the vlog and it's full uh completion because almost done things on there that i don't quite remember and that's yeah we all have that so um you know for me it's one word tractor yeah the the tractor in the main Mm -hmm. event in the role that it played was the antithesis of everyone that said We've seen this match so many times. Mm-hmm. What can they do different now? Well, guess what? They did something different. And when Brock Lesnar decides to come back in six or seven months, I'm going to be all right with that if it's Roman again. Give me six months in a row of Brock and Roman because every time they get together, it is must-see television. Of course, uh, Logan Paul, MVP of SummerSlam. And is it safe to say Logan Paul is better than Dominic Mysterio? 100%. It's safe to say, but it's only been two matches. Yeah, he's it, two for two, though. Yeah. Yeah, he, he no stinkers, though. I mean, no. you would think a guy that has no background in this. And then uh, Monday, he was on McAfee's show. Triple H was on Logan Paul's uh, podcast in Paulson, which was a great watch. And, and Logan Paul was back training because he has a boxing match coming up in October. Like... The guy is legit, and everybody that shit all over it, go fuck yourself, because you're all wrong. I've been the only one that's been positive about Logan Paul from day one, and look, I've been right. I'm the king of this shit. Um, One other highlight, um, I think for all of us, it's real simple. Ricky Morton. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> he was on my he was on my list. <laughs> we uh we, we stayed in. in the we stayed in the Starcast Hotel. We ran into Ricky Morton quite a bit of the Rock a and Roll Robert Gibson, Deanna Perrazzo, and many many more. When I left on Monday morning on the shuttle to the airport, I was uh I was in the van with the Spanish announce team. Nice. So yeah, um, a great weekend. Uh, we'll go to you, Joe. What your uh, highlights of the uh, of the uh, weekend? I was going to mention Ricky too, because it got to the point where we saw him so much. It was like, what's up, Ricky? Hey guys. And it was like, just walking into someone like you've seen at the hotel. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Um, I got to say Broadway was uh, not what I expected, but it was way more bigger than I could have imagined. Jason, you're a hundred percent right. When pains me when I say that, or was it Brian? Who said it? You got to go with the right people. I said it. You said it. Brian mentioned it, but you said it. And if we would have been with people who ragged on country music or were just like, I don't really feel like drinking, it would have been a complete downer. Yep. But we weren't like that. So we embraced it. <laughs> I wasn't that. like that. And I wouldn't let anybody. No, say you wouldn't no let us. <laughs> but was, no, we, the funny thing is, you didn't give us a chance to say no because as nope. soon as we got one, I have a sip and all of a sudden, here's another one. You didn't even give I don't us play a around. No, you didn't. You know, we we haven't had a chance to, to hang like that. I mean, no, we haven't. We Brian's last year, but he had his leg aid issue, and you know, <laughs> it was just at his house. Like there was no live music at Brian's house, so it wasn't a yeah. I mean, you have yeah. to have the right people. I and think I, Joe I, just and, volunteered. Next time, he's buying 
everything everywhere. <laughs> I well, you know, I didn't get I my six have a gift stadium card. beers. I tried. I tried numerous times. Every time I got up, I'm like, you want a beer? And you're like, no. So I got you a water. And then I like tried again. And you were just like, you were so you were hungry. It was fucking hot on that. It was. You, fun and I, I, I felt bad yeah. for you. But like, even my wife went, you get in the six stadium beers. I'm like, I tried. I really did. Wait till but, she sees the vlog. She'll see a new side of you. Yeah, she, uh, no, she's, she's seen that before. She knows I can be. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that was number one. Number two. Number three. Uh, I was getting text messages from a friend of mine on the way home. Brian knows about this. So he asked what uh, my takeaway was from being in the crowd. So I did a top four list of things that I took away as being in the crowd at SummerSlam. Number one, Logan Paul got booed the most, then cheered the most as soon as the match was over with. 100%. Number two, no one cared about Liv versus Ronda in the crowd. I don't think anyone besides Brian. Yeah, Brian's the one. Pat McAfee is over no matter what he does, what he did. Yeah. And, and the one that's like the most important, my fourth one was the entire crowd was totally invested in the main event. Just like you said, again, Jason, I'm giving you more credit. We were all dogging on it. It's like, Oh, Roman again, I wasn't. Oh, Roman and Brock. I didn't dog on it. Once. We were all except for you. And they turned it into like, even my text back was, um, I just finished watching the match again. Best Brock match since he's come back. Wow. Okay. And this 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 friend of mine hates Brock Lesnar. Like okay. hates him. Ever I, since he, he came back, and he was just like 100 percent invested in Brock. Going like, I hope he's not leaving. Uh, you need some new friends, Joe, because that guy sucks. <laughs> nah, he's a good guy. But yeah, that's what I got out yeah. of the uh, weekend. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, yeah, uh, I was thankful for my couch when I got home because <laughs> I sat on there. Uh, from driving and just from oh. being around and up and walking. Oh man, I was exhausted. I was so exhausted. That heat, that sun through, and, and I still remember that little tiny hole <laughs> was just following us in it. Just, it was hot. It was just, it was very cool. The, the crowd was lively. Joe, you mentioned Pat, man, he made the slipping. Cause I, I read his report after and he's like the ring and the ropes were damp because it was just so hot from the heat. Yeah, so he jumped idiot. up and he's like, people were like, man, when you were pretending like to surf and fall, he's like, no, I almost fell. He's like, I yeah. almost fell. He's like, I just had to re- rebalance myself. And then he did the, the flip off there. Anything he does, he looks awesome. Logan Paul, I won't, I won't say anything more better than what you guys have already said. The dude's a star. Uh, everything was great. We'll get into Bailey later, but Bailey coming back in the surprise with Dakota Kai right after. And then EO Sky now. Uh that that little little threesome is uh one that I uh think about. That's that's all I'll say that about that. Little threesome. That yeah, <laughs> so that little threesome, uh, you know, sooner or later they're gonna give them a stupid name yeah. on TV. And that's what our five count's gonna be a little bit later tonight. So we'll talk about Bailey. Brian, do you wanna hang out for the Ric Flair chat or do you gotta go? You gotta go. I think I'm going to roll, guys. Yeah, like I said, I'm not medically cleared, and uh, I don't need to be dabbing my bloody nose every two minutes and make the listeners puke. So, hey, carry on, fellas. Great time at SummerSlam, and uh, enjoy wrestling, everybody. Yeah, Thanks, Brian. Yep. See you, buddy. There's one, one more Brian thing just got was... curb stomped out was, of the show right now. <laughs> really, really fun. On, on the way to Nashville, we did make a stop. Oh, gosh. Okay. The because whole of week, me. 
I couldn't help it. We had 100% to, I, we had, because of you. But before we, we get to, to the conclusion of your weekend in Nashville, we can talk about the quick stop on the way to Nashville. Yes. At Jason, Uranus. Yeah, Uranus fudge packing. Who knew Uranus store. could be so much fun? Uranus was a blast to be in. Uh, lots of things to choose from. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's legit. It's Uranus fudge and general store. Shop. Yeah. Uh, and I was that Anderson, Indiana, Kevin. Does that sound right? Anderson? Uh, yeah. So yeah. they say it's Uranus, Indiana, but it's actually Anderson. And they have these billboards like every 10 miles on the highway. And I was like, we got to go to Uranus. We got to go see what's in Uranus. Come on, and, Uranus. And we went into Uranus and it was a blast. Uh, we did not get our fudge packed, but we did pick up. Uh, I bought some stickers in Uranus. I bought some Uranus shirts. And the, the video doesn't do it justice, but there is one exchange between me and the cashier yeah. uh, that I had to do some, some, some editing work to get the volume up high enough so you could hear her. Uh, but definitely, uh, if you're going through Indiana, make sure you stop in Uranus and enjoy all that is inside. Joe, do you, I, I'd ask Jason, but he would say no. Do you remember Vegas vacation? Yeah. We're like, you're right. I'd say the, no. damn, the, the damn base. <laughs> uh, like, welcome the to the Hoover bait? Dam. This is your, I'm your damn guide. And this is where we're going to go on the damn tour. And do I don't even have any damn questions. Yeah. Where do I buy some damn bait? Damn bait. Yes. Of course. I remember uh, that. That's funny. Yeah. That's so everyone remembers the fourth time. vacation movie, but I mean, Uranus jokes are my favorite that and your mom jokes, but this was just takes the cake. I spent about 80 bucks. I bought a couple shirts and I bought some stickers and yeah, uh, Uranus was a blast. So uh, I can't boys- believe I forgot to buy the lunchbox. Oh, you did? I did not buy it. As soon as we left, I'm like, I forgot the lunchbox. The lunchbox, the lunchbox was uh, makes human lunch- organs for transport. The lunchbox makes the video. So oh, it does. Okay, so at least I'll it, see it has a, it has a cameo. Um, so the guys left Sunday morning and I stayed because I have some friends that live in Nashville. I went to this really cool burger joint called Stock and Barrel. Um, it, I mean, I sent you guys a picture. The onion rings were like as big as my head. It's crazy. You have but a fat head. I do have a fat head. And uh, I decided at 3.30 in the afternoon to go to the event, Rick, Rick Flair's last match. Uh, the ticket was 30 bucks. It was GA in the upper bowl. And when I got there, the line literally was around the arena, the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. So I literally got off at the door, had to walk all the way around the arena just to get in line to then go all the way back around the arena. They only had one door open, which I found interesting. But um, when I got inside, it's a very small arena, probably, I don't know, maybe like a minor league hockey or basketball arena. Uh, but it's been it's been had it's had famous events there for years, whether it's country music, uh, lots of wrestling. Flair and Steamboat had one of their three matches there. Oh. Um, yeah, lots of great, great stuff. And, you know, last week I had said that the card itself was really well done. And this was a card that had wrestlers from New Japan, Impact, AAA, AEW. I mean, everybody. I mean, I guess WWE, if you want to count Jeff Jarrett, but it brought everybody together. And the matches were great because it wasn't long. They, they weren't long matches. 
the main event was probably the longest. So highlights for me were the Lucha match. It was Black Taurus, who I had never seen before, who has this big helmet with horns. Uh, it, it, look him up. The guy was unbelievable. Against Ray Phoenix, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. Um, I, I love Lucha. I really wish I could figure out, uh, find American commentary on Lucha because I don't speak Spanish, but it was an amazing match. Another match that um, is leading us into entry number two in the book of J-Fabe. Last week we debuted J-Fabe. Entry number two. If you're going to a wrestling match and there is a badass women's match, don't be an asshole. Don't be... Don't be a jerk. Guys were literally yelling, make me a sandwich. Why aren't you in the kitchen? To Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo, and Rachel Ellering. Oh, they Go wrestled. fuck yourself. Yeah, but who, but who does that anymore, though? It's like, that's well, going to be JFA. That should just be common courtesy. I don't know if that was because I, we were in the South or whatever the fuck, but during the opening sequence, Rachel I think it was Ellering just a crowd. Rachel Ellering turned her ankle. Like it was bad. But, you know, once she got her shit together and got back in, she, she wrestled the whole match. Um, and then the other match that was uh, the Impact World title, Josh Alexander against Jacob Fatu. Um, if you don't know who he is, yeah, he'll be uh, – I, I imagine in the next three years he'll be uh, a part of the bloodline because he is a part of that, that lineage, the Samoan lineage. But it was a great title match until the major dorks all ran in and fucked everything up, Cardona, Myers, and Sterling – Fucked everything up, and then uh, Cardona felt the bang because DDP jumped the rail and hit him with the diamond cutter. <laughs> you could have watched that on our YouTube channel, but Fight TV had it taken down. We have three thousand subscribers, and you're and there are there are people with way more higher subscriber amounts with videos from that show, and they're still up. But we got taken down. Whatever, Fight. We're TV. taking so, over. Um, and then finally, the main event. And I have had mixed yeah. emotions about this, I mean, for months now. And when I was there, I, I, didn't, I didn't take a lot of videos or pictures because I wanted to enjoy this one as a fan. So I did film Ric Flair's entrance. I mean, the, the, it was, the place was electric when, when the woo hit and the music started. But I, I actually recorded a podcast when I got back to the room Sunday night. But I wasn't happy with it. So I didn't publish it. In that, in that uh, podcast, I was very positive about the match. Um, Triple H needs to tell Jeff Jarrett to bring his gear to Raw and SmackDown. He owned that fucking crowd. Ultimate heel, ultimate bad guy. Jeff Jarrett is the fucking man. Andrade. I mean, I mean, I've sung the praises of Andrade. And Jay Lethal is someone that I don't really know a lot about other than his impact stuff. But the match was, was, was those three were amazing. Ric Flair was a 73-year-old man. And it's come out that he passed out during the match. There was a moment where Ric Flair fell out of the ring. Like, something happened. He was by the rope. And, you know, you can roll out. He literally just... Boom. And I was like, he's going he's gonna to blade. I'm like, no blood. Come on. And I, I said out loud, please do not bleed. And a guy behind me was like, you know he's going to bleed. 
And sure enough, you know, came up with the the blonde, the red hair, you know, the blood in the hair. Um, and then, you know, towards the end of the match, I don't know if you saw, there was a, a guitar shot, and a brass knuckle shot. Uh, Flair got the win. And um, he, I'm glad he's okay. To my knowledge, there hasn't been no reports other than him passing out, but um, I, I, I wish it didn't happen. Let, let me ask you a question. Anyone around you cry? As in like tears of happiness, te- tears of like emotion for, for um, someone for on this podcast may have teared a little. Uh, with a tear in well, my man. eye towards the end there. Like it was <laughs> it was tough, man, because the music was playing. He was with his family, and it was just like yeah. wow. Um, yeah, with a tear in my eye, I feel that that match should not have happened. <laughs> so um it I'm glad I went. Because, you know, Ric Flair's been my favorite since I was a kid. I mean, I've got an old-school Four Horsemen autograph photo there. i got the robe. Um, you know, I've met Ric Flair a couple times, but I just wish uh, I wish it didn't happen. The, the whole card itself, what Conrad put together was amazing. That match, it, it, I wish it didn't happen. But it almost needed to happen so we Why? could just cut it off. And now, now you'll never – if it's it, – it has – they advertised his last match, right? Let him ride off into the sunset now. Now he won't have – he almost needed it for him, not for us. Well, there was – they had video tributes running through the night, and they had Cody Rhodes. And he says, look, is this Ric Flair's last match? He may show up on Raw and want to put me in the figure four. He may want to go to AEW. You know, so, like, who's to say in a year from now, whoever holds the record for oldest wrestler in a wrestling match – it, we'll say it's 74 and Ric Flair is about to turn 75 in two years. Who's to say, well, I want to have the oldest match in recorded history. And he does it again. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I read that Charlotte put the kibosh on some stuff that Flair wanted to do. Um, yeah, yes. Thank you. Charlotte. Wait, was that something positive about Charlotte? Uh, you know what? Charlotte, wow. the performer, the character is a person I don't like. But, you know, as a person, like as a human being, as a daughter, you got to give her props for that. Well, like, nice. I don't like her character. I don't like her performer. But as a person, probably a great person. Nice. I like how you said probably. Probably. I know, I've never met her. I can't say anything. But I'm just going based. I go based on what I see on TV, my J-Fave or whatever. But um, I just, he didn't need to do it. He didn't need to do it. He had his ultimate goodbye. It was at WrestleMania 24. No one's going to have a big, bigger goodbye than that. And he right. blew it. I had yep, no I, interest in it. None. Yeah. 30 bucks. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you went, but still, you didn't sell it for being there. Yeah, it was, um, like I said, I. I, I, I it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a mixed bag of emotions, seriously. Like, because I was afraid it was going to be a Randy the Ram situation, which I know is a fictitious character, but you know, I don't want to. And we don't know what happened at the end of the movie. He might be like, he still might be working dead deli, you know, cutting his hand for jollies. Who knows? Um, Yeah. So that's my, uh, I know that wasn't like a stellar report of Ric Flair's last match in the show, but um, if you can find a replay of it and you have two and a half hours to kill, give it a watch. Mainly for all the undercard matches. 
it was really good stuff. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. And also, good stuff was Monday Night Raw. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, I don't really remember much of it because I, you know, flew that day and I had a flight issues and stuff. So, Joe, why don't you run down what were the highlights of Monday Night Raw? Okay, the highlights started at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and ended at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't remember the last time I watched Monday Night Raw and I didn't look at my phone. I didn't go online. I didn't go on Twitter. I, I was 100% invested in the entire show. And it started with, I don't know if you saw it, Jason. Did you get catch a replay yet or no? I've seen it, but I said I was dozing off. And, it started and- with the video package hyping the United States championship. Yes. Yep. Yep. That, yep. Yep. That right there made a secondary quote unquote secondary title that was barely defended into a big deal. You sold it. You made it two triple threat matches with Ali yeah. being in a match. Yeah. And Tommaso or Champa still can't call him Tommaso yet, but like, Two great triple threat matches. The first hour was commercial free. That's not going to happen again. But I, Brian, if he was here, he, him and I went back and forth like the next day because he started raw late. He started like at nine o'clock. And he's like, normally I can fast forward through the fluff and the garbage and be done by 11. He didn't fast forward anything except for the commercials. He was on well past 11 o'clock. It was a great show from beginning to end. I don't remember the last time Raw has been that good. It showcased everybody. Wow. Okay. And the best part was besides the, like the focus was on the United States championship. What is Triple H and his team doing? Because if you, you're going to talk about uh, impulsive later, him talking about being part of a team, what they did was make a secondary title into the big picture because Roman's not always going to be there. So you got to make these, other championships seem like a big deal. Did the package beforehand. Six guys who were screaming to be part of a bigger picture main event out of the mid card, whatever. And then when it was the one-on-one match between AJ Styles and Ciampa, which was freaking great, they brought in Booker T, the mm-hmm. last WCW US champion in Houston, his hometown, to commentate the match. He yeah. They did everything right for just like the f- casual fans who don't watch it. Now they think that this is a big deal. And mm-hmm. they, they did something for us fans who are like, thank you for not training us like idiots. We remember wrestling from beyond three months earlier. So yeah. raw was, I was like, so glad that you were all on different time frames Cause I didn't want to be in a texting match either. I just wanted mm-hmm. to watch it. I loved right. every second of it. So all those shirts that have been bought on what a maneuver.net from all proceeds went to great, make raw great again. We did it. Everyone. We did it. <laughs> and, 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 and a few, it was fun. Cause Joe hit so many good highlights. There's little, little tiny things during the show that I only have um, one thing that I didn't like, but it's very minuscule, but go ahead. So it was, it was a lot of little tiny innuendos, like little tiny, like insider fan stuff. Like it, uh, there was a time where Seth came down, you know, in the street profits came on the stage and Seth was like, you guys <laughs> just can't win. Why don't you just break up? Just break up, just break up, break up. And then him and him and Ford had a fantastic yep. one-on-one match. Uh, Bailey, Dakota, 
EO, they were backstage. And then they walk away. Usos walk in and like, you see Usos like giving Bailey yeah. and Bailey just looking at that little interaction. Nothing more than three seconds. It was like, okay, bad guys meet bad guys. By the, I, I really sorry to interrupt, like Kevin, that. but by the way, did you notice when it was a standoff between Bailey's group and Asuka, uh, Alexa, and uh, Bianca. Bianca? Asuka and Dakota Kai were directly across from each other. Asuka Stop changed, trying to make Asuka no, work. Asuka changed spots with Bliss when they went into the ring. They're setting up. It's been resurrected. Asuka, it's going to happen. Stop it. No one wants they watch it. They're directly across from each other. Asuka <laughs> tells Alexa, let's switch spots. She knows. She knows yeah. it's going to happen. But but the 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 main event the the tag team match was was fantastic. The ending, Edge spearing Dominic. What's going to happen? It it was it was a very quick show. It was it yeah. was a good show. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was very quick. That three hours flew by. It, it was it was it was actually a lot of good wrestling this week. So if uh, let me throw this at you, if Becky didn't get hurt, do we think <laughs> Alexa? And Asuka are still with Bianca at the end of the night. No, I think Asuka would be, but Alexa would not. Yeah, un- unfortunately, uh, it, there's something with Alexa's face, man. I feel like she got like fillers, which is weird. <laughs> I feel like it's like so, like looking like Charlotte. I don't know, something's going on with her. But when Becky came out with uh, with the arm brace, it's like is she really hurt again? And then I saw the photo of her shoulder, like going like that at, yep. at SummerSlam. I'm just like. Oh shoot! So but she's back to being the man, and that big time's back. She agreed. said that and, enough, and, and that I like is that. exciting. I and am people, very excited. Boom! Went from booze they're, last week to her standing next to Bianca, instant face again, which is yep. which is there awesome. Is one, there is one little thing I did not like. I wanted Edge to come out to Brood Music, not Metalingus. I that like the Radar Super. Yeah, he's the Radar Super. I know he is. Yeah. It's like I wanted it to like stretch out a little bit more before that, but like that's maybe this well, is going to be is, like the, I loved is, it, and it was the only thing I didn't like about the whole show. Well, same thing last SummerSlam. Yep, and or maybe this is his version of the Demon. Yeah, like yeah. when you know when it's Brood music, that's when there's shit to pay. You know, so Reg pay. versus Demon at Clash at the Castle. Yeah, so if you're just playing along. Uh, while we were waiting for Kevin to get his gas station pizza uh, <laughs> specially made, he's like just sitting outside like talking and, uh, you know, Red Edge. And I'm like, Reg. His name is Reg. This version of Edge is Reg. And then uh, someone's like, what about Reggie? And I'm like, well, he's Reggie. So we got Reg, Red Edge, and Reggie. So, 24-7. Yes, 24-7 Which we did not Reggie. see. Could that be? Yeah, maybe it's gone. Maybe it's retired. I hope so. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad to see Raw and everything is picked up. You mentioned the impulsive uh, interview. Triple H was on Logan Paul's podcast. Now, I wish this would have happened Sunday, but it actually happened Saturday morning before mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I love Triple H. Uh, I mean, there are no... no uh, I'm not trying to hide that at all, you know, from the performer side. But now everything he's doing, you know, in an executive role is amazing, too. But he did this podcast. It was an hour. And they made reference and they showed, you know, Nick Khan was off camera. 
Steph was off camera. Uh, other high execs are were off camera. And if you're just go back and watch. If you haven't watched it, I'm guessing you two haven't watched it. I listened to it. I didn't watch the video, oh, but I, okay. I was doing some work around the house today, so I made sure to listen to the whole thing. It was so, so good. <clears throat> Again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. People want to write off Logan Paul as some sort of fucking idiot. He's not a fucking idiot. He's smarter than you. He's smarter than you, Joe. You're a teacher. So this guy is the real deal. And I can't wait to see what's next. I thought, watch I thought Triple H did a great job on it with the simple fact that he was straight up honest. I don't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know who you were. My daughter's right? dead. And then yeah. him being the looking into the future went, this is the type of stuff we need to look into. We can't just be going to the old school way of getting uh, wrestlers to come in, getting talent. We have to like look outside of the box. And he gave Logan, he said, Logan Paul, you have it. He made mm-hmm. sure to say that before we even saw him perform at SummerSlam. I love yeah. the last question. I love like when he talked about like, you know, I need to rewatch the SummerSlam triple threat match with Kurt Angle and The Rock again. Because he goes into a great oh, yeah, story yeah, about he tells that. A good story about a great story about that. Like, you yeah. just have to do it. You just have to go with it. And stop talking inside Earl Hebner's ear. Like, <laughs> listen to the, like, right after you're done listening to it, look up on Peacock. The triple threat match at SummerSlam, I think it was 2000. Yeah, so it was it was good. Um, I just want to touch on one thing from AEW, and then uh, we'll get into the five count. Um, Adam Cole turns his back on the Young Bucks, the Undisputed Elite, back together, and now they're not. Uh, nice misdirection of Adam Cole saying, you guys can't compete in the trios tournament because I'm not medically cleared, and if I was, I, it was, it was a great misdirect. Um, looks like it's going to be Hangman, the Hung Bucks against Undisputed Elite, probably in the trios tournament final. I would I would guess if they're going to uh, release that. But thoughts on Adam Cole turning on the Young Bucks, Brian or uh, Kevin? I I I want to touch base on more than just that. Oh, okay. But, but uh, and, and and I'll get to that right after you mentioned Jay Lethal. All you know is the impact. That <laughs> lethal Orange Cassidy match at the beginning that was a fun one. That was, was fun. Was fantastic. And then and then at the end, that big huge Indian dude. I I, I can't remember his name. But he yeah, is, I know. He's massive. Thank like mass <laughs> massive. Uh, but it it, it kind of sets up with Wardlow and like it was just a fun, very fast. That Raw was very entertaining. Three hours. That was probably one of the fastest AEW shows. I don't know. It just seemed like it was kept on going so, so quick, but yeah, Adam Cole, I, love, I always like it when he goes story time with Adam Cole, baby. Like it's, uh, but yeah, when they turned, it was, it was fun. Hangman comes out. Like it was, it was um, a very fun. Butterflies on denim. The new cowboy, not cowboy, not cowboy. Yeah. The new cowboy shit. Hmm. Who knows? But the one thing I really enjoyed was Jericho getting the the win with the lion tamer? Yeah, well, well because well week. because Moxley said he wanted uh, yeah. Lionheart. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, Walt's Jericho Boston Crab, eh. lion tamer, yeah. <laughs> well, if you read his book, I didn't. A Lion's but, Tale by yeah, Chris I, Jericho, I, oh, his first book. I know you yeah, finally gave it back to like me. You've years. had it for ten years. Um, he talks about. Um, getting ready to go to WWE towards the end and how they wanted him to change the lion tamer because it wasn't a sports. It wasn't WWE approved. So that's why it turned into like a Boston crab. 
Man, the line too, um, just the, the knee on the neck. And Yuta's just so tall and lanky. Like his his huge or long legs. I don't know. It just looked it looked great. I felt, like, a, I felt like AEW had to put on a good show. They too, many, now. too many eyes are on wrestling right now, all over the place. Like my niece, uh, 15 years old, does not watch wrestling, hates wrestling. My nephew and my brother were watching it i find out the next day on the road trip home that she walks by sees logan paul on tv all of a sudden wrestling fan so stuff like this again there's gonna be more eyes on the product in general not just wwe but everywhere so this is like i feel like this is a dawn of the attitude era in 1997 Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say like, it's going to be attitude era S I'm just saying like, there's going to be more eyes on it. There's not going to be the ratings because who gives a crap about ratings when there's so much content now, it's just going to be, it's just going to be more accessible. More people are going to look at it and be like, this could be something that entertains me instead of wrestling as the ugly stepchild. You don't talk about you uh, true story. Seven, good too, by the 17 way. years ago, I gave Brian my, Controversy Creates Cash book from Eric Bischoff. I read that too. Still never got it back. Wow. Um, I thought Kevin had my Jericho book for a long time. Yep. Uh, So we mentioned it earlier. Bailey returned at SummerSlam with some new friends. Sooner or later, WWE is going to give them a stupid name, but we're going to beat them to the punch on this week's five count. Wrestling Podcast presents The Five Count. That's right, The Five Count. Five names for Bailey's new faction because we want to beat WWE to the punch. And more importantly, we want to see if they steal one of our names like they did for Judgment Night uh, for Edge's crew back uh, a couple months ago. So we'll start with Kevin. Uh, yeah. Let's run through your five. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even, I just have five names on the paper. I didn't even, I didn't Wait, even just list. five, just five. Just, normally well, you do like seven. I had, per. you can see one. I have one scribbled out. So, uh, <laughs> so okay. technically, uh, I, so I'm just going to go right down the list in, in no particular order. Number five, I have reborn. Uh, okay. I, 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 a lot of them are, are going to be uh, in, in similar fashion of coming back or uh, uh, basically, yeah, just basically coming back uh, or coming together. I, I am excited for this, this, this action when everyone discusses, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, uh, have been following Bailey's tweets. There's a lot of that, word, that, yeah, that, that yeah, it shows saying, up on mine. So. So it's kind of kind of in a given. Uh, second one, I have resurgence. Uh, I I just feel like the, the three ladies. Eo just has to stop looking so dang friendly. Even if she doesn't smile, I feel like she just still looks. Where Dakota guy Dakota Kai has that almost resting bitch face because like I don't know what it is about her. She just looks so mean, still so hot, still but so mean looking. Eo just looks nice i i don't know what it is about her and bailey just she could be nice or mean resurgence uh number uh three i have uh 
vitality. No reason why, except for it came to my mind because that's the website that I have to log in all my health stuff with work. It's called yep. Vitality. Vitality. Yeah, that's what, that's what my company uses too. And <laughs> for some reason, I was trying to think of like, I'm like, okay, what, what, you know what I mean? Renweb. <laughs> why? Like they're going to be vital to each other. So it was all I could think about. Uh, this next one is specifically for more Dakota than the other one, but I have Exile. Uh, just because I feel like she was thrown out on an island. And that was that was actually one of my favorite things of all of SummerSlam is, is hearing her music and coming down and just, just walking down. You're like, whoa, you left and you're back. I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, hopefully they never uh, have more than three members by a triad is my, is my last one. Isn't that Joe like Gacy's what, group? I, that was also the Jersey oh, triad. The Jersey triad was DDP, Chris Canyon, yeah. and... Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, yep. All right, well, whatever. Okay, whatever. Good, uh, good, Joe. Okay, this was tough for me. I couldn't think of anything. I can only think of two. So I ended up going to a website called Random Wrestling Faction oh, no. Generator. <laughs> so my five through three are my favorite ones that came up. So number five, the Golden Monkey Party. <laughs> number four, the Wolf Clan. Number three, Smoking Donkey Families. Whoa! Now these wow. are the only two I could, could come a, up with. A, 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 a porno you buy in the smoking street, donkey huh? families shirts exclusively to Uranus in Indiana. All right, <laughs> number two. This is the, one and two are the only two I could come up with. Number two was basically after something that Dakota Kai said on Raw, where we know how to play the game. So I called them the game changers. Okay. A little nod to Triple H. She said that line. Yeah. And number one, Kevin, you mentioned Bailey's tweets. She tweeted lyrics to the Janet Jackson song "Control." Control. So I just basically said their n- name's going to be Control. That's based on Bailey's tweets. Took to what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah I, 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 so if they predict Control, you cannot be. Oh no, I can't take credit because I just took it from Bailey's tweets. I'm like, well, I, those are the only two it. I could think of. And she said it on Monday. They're yeah. they're they're here to take back control. Um, I I started a little different uh kind of similar to what you said joe but the she-wolf pack the she-wolf i said the wolf clan <laughs> yeah uh number four killer control okay or kill or control or or, or i don't know um number three i've been i've been i've had this name for female factions for years and no <laughs> one's ever used it the minx the minx m-i-n-x come on <laughs> Uh, How is that not your number one? You've been pushing that for as oh, long as I've I known you. Oh, I got something better. Oh, I got something better. Uh, number two, the NWO, New Women Order. Women's Order. I don't know. Still workshopping that one. And number one, Kai Lee Sky. Ba- Kai, okay. Dakota Kai. Kai Bailey Sky. Nice. Kai Lee Sky. That's probably going to be a, a, a single women's wrestling in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you got something better, voice guy, tell them what to do. Which I'm sure they will. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5count. That's about it. We are uh, wrapping the show. Great five count. A great trip, boys. It was uh, a lot of fun. Definitely got to do that again. Brian, get well. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Don't forget to follow us on social media at that WrestlePod. 
thatwrestlepod at gmail.com. Pick up a shirt at whatamaneuver.net and uh, subscribe, rate, review. Click that notification bell on our YouTube channel, That Wrestling Podcast. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it.